Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the greater Greenville area of South Carolina. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And just a reminder, as always, please like, rate, review, subscribe, do all of those things. Uh, Whether you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you can search for my name and find me that way. Or whether you are listening to this on whatever podcast app you use, please make sure that you are subscribed to uh, my page on YouTube or to the show to make sure that you don't miss future episodes. Today, um, today's going to be a challenging uh, episode for me, particularly from the standpoint of doing this on YouTube, because uh, I don't do a whole lot of editing to the show, if any editing, particularly on the video side of things. I just don't have time for that. Um, I'm a busy realtor. I don't make any money from this podcast, except insofar as it drives real estate business my way. Um, so I just don't have the, the time to invest in doing heavy editing into it. Uh, but thankfully, you guys have been very generous and gracious in terms of being okay with that. Um, but I've got a lot of data here that I'm going to be looking at. And uh, if you are really interested in data, you might want to be watching this on YouTube. Uh, I will be showing you my spreadsheet, my very uh, secret uh, spreadsheet. And no doubt there will be someone on here that is much better at spreadsheets than I am or that will have a better system than I have. And that's great. I'm very proud of you. Pat yourself on the back. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm I'm pretty good with spreadsheets, uh, but I'm certainly no uh, data analyst, uh, f- you know, from a professional standpoint. Um, but nonetheless, I will be showing you uh, on YouTube the actual spreadsheets that I'm working with uh, for this episode. And so some of you might find that interesting. Some of you might not. Uh, but I might stumble through a few things here. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm going to try to do this the, the best I possibly can. But today's episode is about uh, the difference between list price and sold price. Specifically, as we are, you know, now we've had a year of, of the market shift since the market really, uh, the real estate market really had its downturn after rates started going up. And prior to that point in time, Sellers were getting more than what they listed their home for. Uh, you know, there was, uh, I, I just discussed this recently, there was a month where uh, last year where sellers on average were getting over near basically 101.5% of what their homes were listed for, which is insane. Well, obviously, that's not the case anymore. But the question remains how, like, what type of homes are, uh, are, are, uh, selling for less than what they're listed for? How much are they selling for less than they're, than they're listed for? And like, how long do we have to wait? And this is actually a listener question. Chris, if you're listening, uh, you were one of the people that that made me think about this. But I also had some others that uh, that kind of mentioned some similar things. And, and I realized, you know what? I have a gut feeling about this, but I need to actually see what the data has, has uh, to say for this. And you guys know, those of you that have listened for a while, I'm a data guy. I like to uh, inform my opinions off of what the actual data says. And thankfully, we've got tons of it. Um, in the past six months, we've got a lot of great data. Um, and so what I did was I, I did just that. From June 19th uh, and going back six months, I looked at everything in Greenville MLS that has sold and and then basically broke it down by uh, 
by different categories of how much cheaper it sold for than in comparison to the original list price. Now, um, in Greenville MLS, we have a few different prices uh, that it shows. Um, and I'm going to, on YouTube, pull up my spreadsheet. So here you go. There's an original price, there's a list price, and there's a sold price. A little bit confusing. The original list price is the original price that it was listed for. The list price is the the final price prior to it going under contract. So if there's a difference between the original price and the list price, that indicates that there was a price reduction at some point. And I had to do a lot of massaging to this data because uh, you'd be surprised how many realtors out there will list a house originally that's like supposed to be $250,000 and they will list it for $250 million and then like a day later realize their mistake. Um, and so nonetheless, I had to, uh, I, I had to massage quite a bit of this, but I feel pretty good about where I got it to. Um, and then we've got, of course, the sold price, which is the final, the, the final price that it sold for, which does not include seller concessions. So if a seller paid for buyer closing costs, um, that's not going to appear in the sold price number. That's a separate column. If you're looking at this, it's column Q. Um, and I, what I did was I did factor that in. Um, to the difference between the list price and the sold price. And so um, some of you that are, are really uh, uh, paying close attention to some of these spreadsheets, you'll notice that some of the numbers don't completely add up. And that's because, very simply, um, I, I factored in the closing costs into the median when calculating the difference between the list price and the final sold price. And, and so that's why when you add up the uh, the difference plus the sold price, it's not going to 100% of the time equal uh, the original price. So I just want to be clear on that. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just, uh, just listen to what I'm saying. I promise you this data is accurate. Um, so let's just start right away. My first uh, data set that I looked at was homes that sold at greater than a 30% discount. And I'm using discount in this way. Um, if a home sold for up to 69.99% of what it was originally listed for, then it sold at a 30% or more discount. So these are homes that sold for way, way less than what they were originally listed for, at least 30% less than what they were originally listed for. Um, so what kind of homes is it that we can expect to sell for this far below what they're listed for? And why is this important? This is important because some people um, will want to, to put in lowball offers on properties. Investors, uh, people that are kind of trying to stretch their budget or whatever. Um, and it's, it's oftentimes just a waste of time. Like there's there are several companies out there that will just immediately when an offer or when a uh, new listing comes up, they will immediately submit an offer on that new listing. And um, it'll oftentimes be a lowball offer. And what they do is it's just a numbers game for them. They'll do this to several hundred properties per year and hopefully get a few of them to actually bite. Um, well, for most investors, that's a that's a big investor. For most investors, that's a huge time drain. It doesn't make sense. Um, and so 
we need to approach this from the standpoint of, okay, what are the odds or, or what, I shouldn't say what are the odds, what needs to happen for this home to, to come down to the price point that I'm interested in? And is that even likely to happen? And so that's the point uh, of, of what I'm trying to reverse engineer here in uh, looking at this data. So let's just start. I, I looked at the median and the average, but the median I feel like is, is going to be much more accurate. We've talked about that in other shows. Um, so I'm really not even going to be focused too heavily on the average. Um, but the I looked at the median for the number of acres, the prices, the difference between the price, uh, including uh, between the, the list price or the original list price and the sold price, including seller concessions, then the percent difference, the sold price per square foot, and the number of days that it was on the market until it went under contract. Um, I also looked. Well, we don't see it here, but there's some other things that, that I looked at um, as well that we'll get into uh, a little bit later. Um, so these homes that sold for greater uh, than 30% of a discount, so they sold for 30% less than what they were originally listed for. The median number of acres, this is kind of interesting, is five uh, is 0.565, so over half an acre. So what that immediately tells me based on the Greenville market is that these homes are generally in rural areas. These are homes that are typically in rural areas. And the final sold price was 160000 That's nearly half of what the median sold price is just market-wide. So that tells me that these are also fixer-uppers. Um, on, av- on average or on median, I- I'm going to say on average because on median just sounds really weird. But no, when I say that, I'm a- I actually mean the median. The median uh, original list price was $249,900. Um, and so that median sold price of 160000 is nearly a $90,000 difference between the original list price to sold price, which comes out to ultimately a 64.8% difference. So these were essentially uh, obtained for 35%, a little bit more than 35% less than what they were originally listed for. Sold for an average of uh, of $100.63 per square foot. Again, that's fixer-upper territory. Um, and so how long did it take before these went under contract? It was 92 days. So three months is a good rule of thumb. If you see a property that is really, really overpriced when it comes on the market, it's a fixer-upper in a rural area, um, you typically have to wait uh, nine, roughly three months uh, before the seller is willing to accept a, a an offer that is greater than 30% of what it was originally listed for. Now, an, another interesting little data set is that on average, uh, these had reduced their price by over $50,000. So the average list price uh, or the median list price, I'm going to keep doing this, aren't I? The median list price prior to going under contract was 197000 Remember, these started at $249,900. Um, so you need to look for a few things. You need to to look for time to have passed several months, and ideally, um, and in most scenarios, uh, you will have seen some substantial price drops. Um, and then from there, uh, there was another substantial price drop for the aver- for the median sales price, which was one hundred sixty thousand. Um, so that was that's kind of the the way to kind of look at this. Okay, 
when these properties that are really, really overpriced, overpriced by 30% or more hit the market, um, they're not going to accept, by and large, an offer that's 30, 35% less than uh, what they're listed for right away. Uh, they're going to have to have some price drops and it's going to take some time before the seller really comes to their senses and realizes, okay, I need to take a big hit on this. Um, I also looked at the way these were acquired, whether it was cash or finance, and 70.31% um, of these were cash purchases. Again, if you that supports that these are fixer uppers, but this is by far the highest number, that 70.3% of cash buyers. Um, so you really need cash. If, you, if you're purchasing a property at this type of a discount, you're only going to do so uh, for the most part with cash. Now, 29.69% were financed, but that's unbelievably low in comparison to any other numbers that you'll ever see. Um, so those, uh, those finance purchases uh, were probably mostly conventional. Um, you can see a little bit of that off to the side here. There is a, an FHA and a VA that I see, but a lot of these are um, are conventional. Um, and so that's just something to to keep in mind. Typically speaking, for that type of a discount, you're going to have to uh, purchase cash. Now, there are some rehab loan options that are FHA or conventional for fixed or upper homes. They're not the easiest uh, to do, but I've done them several times with several clients, and I've also done them myself uh, for my first home that I purchased. So it, it is feasible. Um, you just have to, to know what you're getting into. So let's look at homes that sold for 20 to 30% less than, technically 20 to 29.99% uh, less than what they were originally listed for. What's the profile for these types of homes? Well, for starters, uh, the acreage goes down. So now we're getting less rural, but it's still the median of 0.38 acres. So that's still larger than we typically see in Greenville County. Greenville County, uh, you know, with all of the, the newer construction that we've had, uh, Greenville County has become a, a place where you're typically going to find less than a quarter acre lot. So this is still uh, going to have us in uh, some pretty heavily rural areas and some suburban areas. Um, the median original list price was uh, $300,000, uh, with median... Uh, Final list price after drops of two hundred sixty thousand, and then median sold price of two hundred thirty-five thousand. When you factor in the closing costs that the that the seller paid, on average, the difference between the list price and the the, the original list price of three hundred thousand and the final sold price was seventy-two thousand. Um, so that comes out to an average of basically a twenty-three uh, percent. Discount in relation to the uh, the original price, the original list price, and the final sold price. So there is, and and the sample size for this, I, I should mention the sample size for the ones that sold for greater than a thirty percent discount. This is over six months. It's only sixty four of them, right? And if you're looking at my spreadsheet, you'll see it's sixty five. But you have to discount 
uh, the top row. So 64 homes, that's that's nothing in a six-month period of time. There's not That's not many homes. Um, now, homes that sold for 20 to 30% less than the original list price, still very low number, only 183 of them. So these are not large sample size. It's very hard to find these homes uh, that are selling for way below what they were originally listed for. Um, but these homes are also primarily fixer-uppers. Uh, the median sales price per square foot is 136. That's not terrible. Um, like that, that, that means that some of them aren't fixer uppers. I'm not going to say that they all were, but by and large, that's still a pretty low number price per square foot uh, by Greenville County standards. And what's interesting is that the days on market until these actually sold was 101 days, so actually even higher than the one before. And that's probably because these are in better condition. Um, again, they sold for on average for two hundred thirty-five thousand, as opposed to the last sample that we looked at, which was one hundred sixty thousand. So these people probably are kind of more like, you know, these sellers are more like, ah, uh, I feel like I can get more for this house. You know, uh, probably a lot of these are just they just overpriced them, right? And and we've talked about this in the past. You overprice your home uh, dramatically by fifteen thousand dollars or more you're going to end up getting way less than that $15,000 that you overpriced it by. Um, and so that's exactly what I think is happening here in, in a lot of these instances. So again, if you want a if you want to get a home for uh, for 20 to 30% less, if you feel like a home is overpriced by 20 to 30%, um, you're going to have to wait several months and you're going to have to see at least well, to go from three hundred to to two hundred sixty thousand, which is the final list price, that's several price reductions most of the time. So you're probably going to have to see several price reductions, and you're probably going to have to see it languish on the market for several months. So talking again about the cash versus finance discussion, the cash percentage is still high. Typically, what what we've been seeing since the pandemic is cash percentages, cash purchase percentages are typically around twenty, maybe twenty five percent. Um, in this case, in this sample size, it's 34.43% of these that sold were purchased with cash. But um, we do have uh, nearly 66% that were purchased with financing. So now these are much more financeable properties. Uh, maybe even some of these that are fixer-uppers were more cosmetic fixer-uppers possible to be financed. I also included another piece of data, which is new construction, because new construction starts to become more of a factor here. Um, and new construction has really warped some of the data because home builders really got hit uh, last year and into the beginning of this year, and so had to start really offering a lot of discounts, primarily by means of closing costs. And that's why I included the, the seller concessions as one of the data points in here, is because if I didn't do that, it would again really skew the data. Um, so 19.67% of these properties that sold for 20 to 30% less than what they were originally listed for were new construction homes, which is very interesting. Um, and uh, to have new construction selling for on average in the 235 range, that tells me this is mostly affordable new construction. Um, and so there is a category. There are incentives that the that Greenville County will sometimes provide for builders to uh, to build affordable housing for people that meet certain income uh, low income requirements. 
And so that looks like what's happening here. That's the kind of new construction. But 20% of uh, this sample actually ended up being that. So you almost kind of have to throw that out the window right away. Um, and so that also is going to skew. Most of those are going to be financed purchases as well. Um, and so really, um, the the finance percentage of 66% is probably a little bit on the high side um, is because it's kind of skewed by the new construction numbers. Hopefully that makes sense. Let's look at homes that sold 10 to 20% below what they were originally listed for. Um, these homes are starting to look a lot more like your average Greenville home. 0.27 acre lot, originally listed for 318,990, so basically 319,000. Um, price drop down to 289,900. So uh, what's that? That's basically a $30,000 uh, price drop that happened over the course of the listing with a sold price, average sold price of 279,900. So let's just round that up. 319 original list price, 290 uh, final list price after reductions, and then 280 final sold price. So that's after you factor in sour concessions, that's a uh, a difference of 42,524 with an average of 86.68% of the original list price. So roughly a 13 to 13 and a half percent discount is what these came out with. Um, $150 a square foot basically was your median sold price per square foot. Um, so that's starting to look, again, more like a normal Greenville home. So how long did these take before these went under contract? It took 91 days um, on average for these. So again, we're still in that three-month range before these went under contract. So what can you expect? Again, it's the same story, except the price reductions are starting to get to be less, right? You might have, let's say that you have someone that, that starts with their listing their home at 320 and then um, eventually they realize, okay, we're not getting any bites on this. Let's reduce it to 310 and then it's like, okay, we're still not getting any bites. Let's do it to 300. Uh, a little bit of activity, still not enough, then 290 and then they go under contract shortly thereafter. Um, and so, you know, typically people start reducing their price so if they have no activity right away, they'll probably reduce their price within the first few weeks. If they have activity right away, it might take a month before they reduce their price. Um, and so, and and then, you know, it just kind of goes from there. So three months so far is what we've seen as kind of a rough rule of thumb. If you're looking for a home that is between, uh, that is, uh, sorry, if you're wanting to make an offer on a home that is less 10% or more less than, that's an awkward way of saying it, um, but you're wanting a discount of basically 10% or more off of what they they have it listed for. If it's been listed for less than three months, not super great odds that you're going to get it. Now, that 91 days is a median, so that means that some were higher and some were lower. And you can even see that if you're looking at the spreadsheet on YouTube, you can see the breakdown that there's a 13-day one, there's a 37-day one, a 41-day one. Um, and so we do need to, to take that into consideration as well. It is possible every situation is different. The way I would look at it is um, how many price reductions have they made? How aggressive have those price reductions been? Um, and then kind of take it from there. Um, in some instances, I see homes sometimes that have basically no price reductions, but we know it's way overvalued in terms of how what they have it listed at. 
Um, and so it's been on the market for several months, but no price reductions. Well, why? What's going on there? And so that's where there can be some opportunities to kind of do a little bit of digging for me to call the agent, see what's going on. Sometimes there's some kind of backstory, um, and then maybe a deal can be struck. I usually have several of those per year. So it just kind of depends on the situation. Um, but with my clients, I'm usually very frank. If they ask me, hey, do you think there's an opportunity here? I'm usually, um, I'll usually just say, if I don't think so, no, I don't, I don't think. I don't think it's been on the market long enough to, for us to really take the time. Now, if I have a client that is just like, you know what, I still want to make the offer, of course I'm going to write the offer. I'm, I'm legally obligated to do that. Um, but if you're asking me, um, you're going to get my opinion, and I'll just tell you exactly what I think. Um, for these, the, the percentage of cash purchases was 19.65%. So again, a normalized number. The finance percentage was 80.35%. And then almost 25% of these were new construction. Um, so that's that's very interesting. Again, the uh, the home builders really offering a lot of incentives are, are really bolstering up these numbers in a lot of ways. Um, and so again, you need to consider that. You know, if you're if you're thinking, okay, I want to um, to to purchase something below what it's listed for. Again, within within these bandwidths, a, a large percentage of the homes that are selling below what they're listed for are typically new construction right now, simply because the builders have had to uh, do some different things in order to try to move inventory. Now, there's a total of 1,043 uh, properties that, that fit this 10 to 20% discount category. Again, not a huge number, but substantially more than what we've been looking at up to this point. Again, this is over six months. Um, so 1,043 over six months isn't much, but it's way more than what we've been seeing. So let's look at five to 10%. Homes that sold at a five to 10% discount relative to their original list price. Um, these homes, very similar number of acreage, 0.265. Um, the original list price, 320, uh, very similar to what we just looked at. Uh, the final list price, 305, slightly higher than what we just looked at. So this is more like maybe one and maybe in some cases two price reductions, but in many cases, just just one price reduction can get you from 320 to 305. And then a final sold price of 299.9, basically 300. So that's when you factor in seller concessions, a difference of 23,040. And so the, the percent difference was 92.86%. So basically a 7% plus a little bit discount relative to the original list price of 320000 How long did these have to be on the market? 52 days before, on average, they went under contract. So you see a home that's listed for, uh, you know, that seems to be in pretty good shape and desirable part of Greenville. That's probably what most of these are. Um, it's listed for pretty close to, uh, you know, not too far off what it should be worth, um, but a little bit on the high side, you're going to be waiting basically a month and a half before, on average, before the seller is willing to uh, to really come down into, uh, you know, basically offering you greater than a 5% discount. 20.99% um, of these purchases were cash, 79% were financed, 21% were 21.13% uh, were new construction. Um, so these numbers look, again, 
Th these are looking very, very average by and large. Um, and so again, if you're if you see a home that you think is overpriced by five to ten percent, odds are you need to wait at, at least a month, generally speaking, uh, before you're going to be able to get the price down. And then when you do get the price down, um, it's going to be typically somewhere between five and ten percent. There was um, one thousand four hundred ninety homes that fit into this category. So um, this is this is again we're starting to see kind of more what the normal market in Greenville looks like. Um, so I took it one step further. I looked at homes that sold between a two to five percent discount um, because you think about it, the a normal um, situation that we find ourselves in is homes on average sell for 98 to 99% of what they're what they're listed for. So I wanted to take it one step further and look at that 2 to 5% discount. Um, and so again, very, very similar original numbers, 0.27 acres, very similar to the past two categories we looked at. Original list price of 319,000, very similar to the, the previous two we've looked at. Um, only a very slight uh, final list price, of 317,265. So only a $2,000 average price reduction and then a sold price of 313,200. Um, and so you come up with the difference between the list price and sold price factoring in sour concessions um, of uh, of $10,000, which comes out to a roughly three plus 3.14 basically percent difference between the original list price and the final sold price plus sour concessions. Um, the price per square foot, no surprise, is the highest of the group at 164.17, um, and the cumulative days on market, 25 days on market. So this is, and, and the and the number of uh, of listings in this category, the highest of, of all the groups, 1,680. Um, and so this is uh, the the vast majority of homes that are getting a discount relative to the uh, the original list price um, are going to be between a two and five percent discount um, or to think about it another way it's going to be typically less than five percent um, still a decent sample of homes between 10 and uh, sorry between five and uh, a 20 percent discount. But you have to wait a lot longer for those homes uh, to kind of come to their senses, for the sellers to come to their senses, to have multiple price drops. Th these numbers, getting a home between two and five percent, um, uh, between a two and five percent discount relative to the original list price. Again, there's not much of a difference between the original list price and the final list price. So a lot of these homes did not have any price reductions. And if you're looking at this on YouTube, you can see that. A lot of them did not have any price reductions at all. And so there's an opportunity here. Perhaps these are homes that haven't, a lot of these homes have been on the market for uh, for two, three weeks and haven't yet had that first price reduction, but they're but the sellers are starting to sweat. They're starting to wonder, okay, you know, I haven't gotten a ton of activity. I haven't gotten any offers. I just want to get this home under contract. So there's an opportunity there potentially uh, to get that under contract at a, you know, three and a half percent discount 
um, in comparison to what it's listed for before they go in and drop the price and then potentially uh, cause some other offers to come in because that can happen. I've seen instances where a price reduction happens and then multiple offers come in. Very frustrating if you're a buyer uh, in that situation, but it does happen. It's better to get under contract before that price reduction than to uh, wait for the price reduction to happen. But again, you have to be realistic. These are homes selling on average for $164 a square foot. These are generally homes that are in good condition. The sold price is right there at the median 313.2. That's very close to the median sales price for the greater Greenville area. Um, so these are solid homes that probably don't need a whole lot of work in good areas. Um, the percent, the cash percentage right there where we normally see it, 19.7%. The finance uh, percentage, 80.3%. Uh, There's a little bit of a... Yeah. It's it's a got me a number a little bit above 100%. So I I don't know why that is, but it's actually 80.36%. But anyway, eight basically 20-80 split between cash and finance. The new construction percentage was uh 17.38%. Um, and so I, I found that to be interesting. I also broke this down a few other different ways because I wanted to see you know new construction obviously in this category is going to be uh, uh, working a little bit different than in some of the other categories. So I wanted to see how many uh, of these properties that are in here because of that days on market number being so low, only 25 days on market until they went under contract. How many of those were zero to three days on market? And then how many of the new construction properties were zero days on market because what we see with a lot of home builders is they won't enter a listing until it's already under contract and so that skews some of the data um it wasn't super enlightening but a little bit um the number of properties that were zero to three days on market was 13.69 percent so what does that mean what that uh, what i was trying to reverse engineer here was how frequently do we see sellers immediately accept an offer that is two to five percent less than what what it's listed for, uh, basically based on this data, and it's thirteen point six nine percent. Not a lot of the time, um, but then out of that number, when you break it down, how many zero days on market were new construction? That was two and a half percent of the total subset. And then the resale zero days on market uh, was 11.19%. Um, so zero days on market, that's a that's a very interesting metric because usually when something is on, uh, on the market for zero days, um, that it, it's sold right away. So there's something going on there that caused it to sell right away. Um, sometimes there are some fishy things. A, a huge percentage of the time, you'll see it that the buy, buyer's agent and the listing agent are the same agent uh, in those instances. And so it's kind of like there was some kind of deal that was worked out, something that happened, uh, you know, in, in the background uh, that they were perhaps working before it went on market. Um, but the long story short is not a whole lot. Like when you really think about it, um, out of the uh, out of the thirteen point six nine percent, and and I should specify, I, 
the the zero days on market. This is really zero to three days um, for for all of these. Um, so really, eleven. If you're looking at a home that is on the market, it's really closer to an eleven percent chance that you'll get it to be uh, basically ninety eight percent of list price or lower, um, basically at a two percent discount or greater to say it another way that's only going to happen roughly 11 percent of the time based on the current market and a lot of that um, probably can be attributed to some things happening behind the scenes as well um, so you typically have to even for these properties have to uh, have to wait a few weeks so what do I extrapolate from this data okay we nerded out I nerded out a little bit on some data for you guys. Probably a huge bunch of you have already dropped out. And uh, for those of you that are still sticking with me to the end, uh, I applaud you. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, basically, the, the long story short of it is you have to take all of these case by case, but you can't assume really at all that once a home comes on the market that you're going to get it for at least the way the market currently is, and I'm recording this in June, 2023, um, still very much a seller's market. When a home comes on the market, it's pretty much going to sell for what it's listed for, pretty close to what it's listed for, unless it's been on the market for a few weeks. Then at that point, you might have an opportunity. Uh, if it hasn't had a price reduction, maybe you can get it for a little bit, for 3%, for 4% below what it's listed for. Then if it's had multiple price reductions, right? And, and now it's been on the market for a few months. Now you have an opportunity to get it for, you know, perhaps five to 10% below what it's listed for. And then if it's, if it's had some big price reductions and has been on the market for two, three months, now you're, you're staring at an opportunity where you could get it for a much bigger discount, 10, 20, 30% below what it's listed for, that now becomes comes into play, but you might need to be a cash buyer. You're more likely to be a cash buyer the higher that percentage of discount goes. And so that's something that uh, that you really have to um, have to consider. Um, and so all of that to be said, um, I, I think it's always good to to be realistic when you're making an offer, when you're considering making an offer, there are ways to know whether a property is listed for more than it should be, right? And that's where I come into play. I can I can tell someone, okay, yeah, that's that's listed way above what it should uh, what it should be listed for, or no, that that looks pretty good. I mean, that's pretty much what I would list it for. Um, I'm happy to I'm always happy to to share that kind of information with my clients. And so um, just if, if you're a client um, or a potential client in the future, that's something you can always ask me and I'll always share that. I'm always happy to make a, a lowball offer, but I'll just be realistic with you if I don't think that it's going to be accepted. And sometimes it just makes sense for me to talk to the agent and just discuss it with them because what will happen sometimes is you'll make a lowball offer. I have some clients that are like, well, let's just make an offer that's 10% below what it's listed for, but I'm willing to pay a lot more. Um, the problem with, with that strategy can sometimes, uh, what can sometimes happen is that it'll poison the well. The seller will get offended. There's a lot of emotions in real estate, believe it or not. 
The seller will get offended. They won't take the offer seriously. Um, and then you find yourself in a situation where now the seller doesn't even give like an actual response. I've had this happen multiple times over the years. Seller doesn't give a response. Buyer is still interested in the property, but now the buyer is in this awkward position where it's like, well, do I resubmit a higher offer? Uh, and now you're kind of negotiating with yourself, um, negotiating against yourself, and that's an awful, awful position to be as a uh, as a buyer. And so you have to really weigh all of that out that's where I come into play where I can assist with with kind of helping formulate the strategy um, and thinking about if our strategy is realistic. Like, is this the best course of action? Or perhaps we just need to wait until this this property has been on the market a little bit longer before we make that, uh, that low offer. Um, if you have any questions, just let me know. You guys can reach out to me. Contact information in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe, like, comment. All of those things on the show, wherever you're watching or listening to it. I appreciate you guys, and we will talk again next time.